0: Chapter 12 of aunt jane's nieces on the ranch by L. Frank Baum this LibriVox recording is in the public domain recording by Lynn Thompson Chapter 12 another disappearance For a time the three stood regarding one another with startled eyes Then arthur gasped great heaven what fools we've been Come cried patsy the nursery they rushed down the corridors to the staircase and thence into the court the door of the nursery stood ajar And Arthur first entered and lighted a lamp The light fell full upon the face of a man seated in a low rocking chair and holding a half-smoked cigarette in his mouth He was fast asleep. It was old Miguel the ranchero Arthur shook his shoulder savagely and the man wakened and rubbed his eyes then seeing who had disturbed him he quickly rose and made his characteristic low, sweeping bow. "What are you doing here?" demanded Weldon, angry and suspicious. "I am Luke for Miss Jane," returned the old man calmly. "In your sleep? Come, get out of here." "Wait a minute, Arthur," said Beth, reading Miguel's face. He knows something. Arthur looked at the man critically, reflecting that there must be a reason for his presence in the nursery. Miguel had been fond of Baby Jane. Was he merely disconsolate over her loss, or did he really know something? Miguel once told me," said Patsy, speaking slowly, "that he used to live in this house in Cristoval's time, and knows it thoroughly." The old man bowed. "I think," said he, "perhaps we find Miss Jane here, not somewhere else." Why do you think that miguel it was patsy who questioned him he mused a bit before replying The old senor the father of my Seor Cristoval, was strange man."s Said he he make this house a funny way come I show you He led the way to the little room adjoining the one Inez had occupied in one corner of the floor was a square hole with steps leading down to a sort of blind pocket Holding a lamp in one hand Miguel descended the steps and pushed against a block of adobe that formed part of the outer wall It swung inward disclosing a cavity about four feet in width and fully six feet high The interior could be plainly seen from the room by stooping close to the floor There were shelves in the cavity and upon one of them stood a jar of milk Oh cried Patsy clasping her hands together. I told you the wall was hollow Arthur followed Miguel down the steps. He took the lamp and examined the little room all the walls that formed it seemed solid Miguel was holding the block that served as a door He released his hold when Arthur had again ascended and the block swung back into place as They returned to the nursery Weldon asked do you know of any other rooms in the wall Miguel the man shook his head uncertainly I? Know there'd be other rooms in this wall said he for senor Cristoval have told me so His father make the places to keep things safe from robbers perhaps to hide from others, too But where such places are is the secret of the Cristovals. The room I show you is all I know about i thought that was secret too but no the new york nurse tell inez of that room and inez she must keep miss jane's milk there to be cool mildred told of the room asked arthur in astonishment yes said beth she used to visit this house as a girl when cristoval lived here and she must have known some of the secret rooms ah that is what i think agreed old miguel there is more room in this wall that i know if this mildred know one room she may know more so i think she and inez have gone into some room of the wall and take miss jane with them some way they cannot get out again exactly cried patsy triumphantly they are somewhere in that wall imprisoned and the major really heard the baby cry But miguel miguel pleaded arthur earnestly can't you remember how the wall opens think think carefully i do think meest Wild. i think till i go to sleep and you find me here now let's do some thinking ourselves suggested beth the opening that leads into the wall must be from this very room miguel thinks so too and that's why he came here let us examine the wall. They undertook to do this, holding the lamps close to the adobe blocks and inspecting every crack. The cement used in joining the blocks had crumbled away at the outer edges in almost every instance, and it was impossible to tell if any block was removable or not. Miguel or Arthur pushed hard against every block in the room, from those nearest the floor to those far above their heads but not one yielded a hair's breadth Suppose we go outside suggested Patsy perhaps. There is some window or grating that will give us a clue So they took old Miguel's lantern and went into the garden where they could view the outer side of the wall a Tangle of climbing vines grew against the wing, but there was no window or other opening on the first floor above on the second floor were two windows one of which admitted light and air to the blue room How about that other window asked Beth? That said Arthur must be in an unused room at the end of the corridor. We have never furnished it. I Think it might be well to examine that room suggested Patsy So they re-entered the house and followed by Miguel ascended to the second floor the door of the library was ajar and those seated there Seeing arthur and the girls pass, came trooping out to ask what they were doing Patsy briefly explained the new theory they had conceived to account for the disappearance of baby and the two nurses And the idea was so startling that all became eager to join in the investigation They invaded the vacant room in a body several of the men carrying lamps It was in size and shape a duplicate of the blue room with its one window deeply embedded in the wall the surface of the embrasure being covered with heavy redwood planks From the fact that this room lay directly over the small one occupied by Inez in which was the wall cavity They had recently explored they conceived the idea that the wall here might also be hollow Pounding upon it however had no effect in determining this for kiln-baked adobe is not resonant And it was impossible to discover from any surface indication whether there were 8 feet of closely set blocks or less careful search for any sign of an opening proved futile finally old miguel said next room was room of señor cristobal it was room his father live in too the old señor who build this part of house if there is way to get in wall from upstairs it is there to be sure said practical beth catching at the suggestion It was there that major Doyle heard the baby cry So on they all trooped into the blue room where the wall was likewise carefully inspected While this was being done Rudolph looked at his watch and found it was after four o'clock It will soon be daylight said he to his wife What a night it has been it seems a month since we arrived here and found toodlums gone old miguel had been silent and unobtrusive in the vacant room but here he was as eager in testing the wall as any one of them You see it's this way patsy was saying if the major could hear baby cry through this wall Those inside could hear us if we called to them who among us has the clearest the most penetrating voice Suppose I try squeaked Runyon earnestly But those who considered the remark at all merely gave him scornful looks let Rudolph call, said Helen. I think his voice might penetrate the pyramids of Egypt. Rudolph went close to the wall and shouted Hello there, baby. Inez Er, uh, er, uh, what's the other girl's name? Mildred, said Beth. Mildred, shouted Dolph. Mildred. He paused between each name, which he roared so loudly that he nearly deafened those in the room. And everyone listened intently for a response no answer perhaps they're asleep worn out said uncle john. No one now seemed to doubt that the missing ones were imprisoned in the wall. Let Beth try suggested Patsy. Beth had a clear bell-like voice, and from where she stood she called out the names of inez and Mildred. Then in the stillness that followed came a muffled cry in return. A cry that set all their nerves quivering with excitement The mystery was solved at last Beth repeated the call and now the answer was clearer though still indistinguishable It was a voice indeed, but whose voice they could not tell But now to their astonishment came another sound quite clear and distinct the wail of a baby voice That settled it cried the major triumphantly Was I right or wrong was it a nightmare or was I crazy? Neither one my dear sir replied the doctor you declared you heard a ghost Arthur was capering about in frantic joy She's alive my baby is alive He exclaimed and probably she was sound asleep until your infernal yelling awakened her added the major It wasn't our yelling said uncle John as delighted as even the father could be It was the yelling of whoever is inside there that frightened the baby Thank goodness the dear child could sleep during all During all these weary hours when we have been wearing our hearts out with anxiety We have yet cause for anxiety declared Patsy for little Jane is not rescued yet by any means and presently the poor thing will become very hungry and suffer for lack of food we now know where baby is but we can't get at her nor can mildred or inez find a way to get her out or they would have done so long ago very true agreed helen Hahn gravely unless we can soon find a way to get to them all three will starve why we will pull down the wall cried arthur dynamite it piped bull run be sensible counselled uncle john sternly We are wasting precious time Miguel turning to the ranchero Get some of your men with picks and crowbars and fetch them here quickly The Mexican who seemed bewildered by the discovery of the missing ones although he had himself been the first to suspect where they were Started at once to obey this order When he had gone Patsy said of course there is some easy way to get inside the wall and to get out again Are we so stupid that none of us can penetrate the secret of the cunning Spaniard who built this place? The challenge merely led them to regard one another with perplexed looks The fact that they're alive after all these hours said young Han is proof that they are supplied with air and plenty of it Then there is an opening somewhere or other also added Arthur reflectively They are now opposite the second-story rooms, when they must have entered the hollow wall at the first floor, perhaps from the nursery. That proves there is a stairway, or at least a ladder, inside. At this moment, a maid entered to say that Mrs. Weldon had awakened and was calling hysterically for her baby. The doctor and Patsy at once hurried to Louise's bedside, where the girls said, Don't worry, dear. Little Jane has been found and is now in this very house. So try to be quiet and go to sleep again bring her to me bring my darling at once begged Louise But the doctor now interfered I don't wish to disturb baby at present. He said positively I think the child is sleeping you have been quite ill mrs. Weldon, and I must insist on your remaining quiet Here drink this if you please Louise reassured drank the potion and presently sank into another doze Dr. Knox remained beside her for a time, but Patsy hurried back to the blue room eager to assist in the rescue of the prisoners I'm afraid we're a stupid lot uncle John was saying as she entered or else the Spanish Don was remarkably clever We know the wall is hollow and we know there's an opening yet. We can't solve the riddle But here came Miguel and two strong men laden with steel bars cold chisels and picks For a time it was a quandary where to attack the wall but arthur finally chose the place just back of the bed and Bade the men begin their work The adobe proved harder than the hardest brick old miguel knew that it must be broken away bit by bit For he was not unacquainted with the material yet even under his skillful direction the work progressed with aggravating slowness Daylight gradually crept into the room and rendered lamps unnecessary The morning discovered a very disheveled heavy-eyed group not a single member of which was willing to retire from the fascinating scene of rescue Patsy went away to arouse sing thing and the servants some of whom she found had remained awake all night In half an hour steaming hot coffee was brought to the blue room and gratefully consumed by the weary watchers Breakfast of a substantial character would soon be ready and it was agreed that part of them should eat at one time while the others remained to watch and call them promptly if anything new developed Arthur too nervous to stand idly by insisted on attacking the wall in another place and Runyon assisted him The latter's strength and muscle winning the admiration of all observers He worked fiercely for a time Driving in the bar with stalwart blows and chipping off huge pieces of adobe Then dripping with perspiration he retired in favor of Arthur And Rested by taking a seat in the window where the cool morning air could fan him Patsy noticed Runyon in this position his back against the redwood planks and his legs stretched out on the window seat But the work of the wall drew her attention as it did that of everyone else Suddenly there was a crash and a loud report followed by a shrill cry and as every eye turned to the window They found that Runyon's great body had absolutely disappeared A rush was made at the window, but he did not seem to have fallen out There was no sign of him at all as if by magic he was gone While they stood amazed and half frightened by the marvel of the thing Patsy recovered sufficiently to say Quick let us get below he must be under those rose vines perhaps crushed and badly hurt So they made for the door and flocked downstairs and out into the garden The vine seemed undisturbed when the men pushed them aside. There was no evidence of the big rancher to be seen in fact They were all convinced that Runyon had not fallen out of the window Slowly they returned to the blue room where the major exclaimed with positive emphasis This room is haunted don't talk to me. There's no other explanation if we don't watch out we will all disappear and that'll be the end of us End of chapter 12